everyone, it's Maggie and Ellie and you're listening to Grown Ups The Podcast. Happy Monday everybody, welcome back. How are we today Maggie, how are you feeling? Feeling good, feeling blessed. <laughs> how are you? Feeling not stressed. <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm good, yeah I'm good. I feel, yeah, I feel good you know. Um, what did I do? What did you do this weekend? I'm even trying to, do you know, once you get to Monday, yeah, the weekend just flies. I forget what I've even done. No, I know. It's like, okay, re, let's rejig everything from the mm. beginning. Do you know what? I didn't do anything this weekend. I was just sorting out house stuff. But this morning, my morning started on smoke. This guy, oh. yeah, he like wanted to take me on a date or whatever. I'm like, okay. okay. And he messaged me and he was like, um, oh are you free on friday night me and my boys are hosting this event in the club are you mad is that a date <laughs> like i promise the one thing men have is the audacity like i actually can't like i, oh, I didn't dang. even respond that's it the conversation's done number deleted like done please sorry can you take me to a restaurant an establishment somewhere nice well, i club think you meant up. to say are you free in the evening for dinner like please to a club are you mad are you mad <laughs> Yeah, not having that. I'm all about supporting your mans, but when it's random guy, sorry, date me first, please. Exactly. How was your weekend? <laughs> it was good, guys. I feel like all I do is, I'm not even good at it, but I play golf at the moment. I took my dad, well, actually, it ended up being my dad, Billy, my sister, her man. We all went, and then actually my other sister's husband and their two kids came as well. Um, mm. But we all, went, we all went top golf and it took us hours. Like, you know when you had that many people? To get around, we're just there for hours, having a couple of drinks, two two shots. I won. Mm-hmm. I had to just put that out there. But he always wins. I was so gassed. I had to put it in his family GC. I was like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know that was it. And then wait, did you say you're in his family GC? Yeah, I made his family GC. Well, I made him make a family GC. Oh my god, you guys are like together, together. <laughs> Girl, it's been years, man. But I love a good family, GC. Yeah. I love it. Like, I am the one that keeps, like, my personal family, GC, active and alive. But his one's good. But everyone, like, puts random stuff in it. I like it. I like it. I can't lie. It depends on the family, GC. I have some good ones and I have some that are archived in silence because they just do too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fair enough, fair enough. So I actually came across this TikTok this week. Oh, yeah. So Gen Z. Um... (laughs) And this girl used to work at Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason why I watched it is because I really recognised her face. And it's because I like I must have read articles that she'd written when I was a teenager or something. No. Um, but she, she was doing bits at Cosmopolitan. And her TikTok was basically saying that the reason she left is because she was on a really low salary in London and she just couldn't afford it. Um, this is so real for so many people. I've heard this. Exactly, especially with this cosy Livy, like mm-hmm. it's it's not a joke. So my question to you this week is do you think jobs should advertise the salary before you even apply for the job? Oh my god, sis, 110%. Mm. I don't think they need like you're gonna earn 40 grand. I think the do you know the ones that advertise the ranges? Mm. Like between 30 to 50, cool, it's a big bracket, but it depends on your experience, and that's fine. At least you know your minimum is 30. Like, if that's a deal breaker for you already, don't bother. Yeah, if you can't afford to live on the minimum they're offering, then call it a day. But Mm -hmm. why am I going through interview process, not even knowing 
where I'm going to be valued and paid what I'm worth. Exactly. And also, I don't know about you, but I don't feel comfortable asking in an interview, what's the salary? I feel like that just makes you look a bit, mm. Listen, all these, like, I remember the career talks that we used to go to, like, back in the day when you're at school. They always said, like, don't ask that because it looks like you're just interested in the money side of it. Which, personally, I need to live first. (laughs) But, like, it's... So I, I've never asked that. Um, no, my worst, oh my gosh, the, the sentence that should rot in hell is competitive salary. Because what oh. is that? What is the competition for you? Because I know what it is for me. <laughs> Trust me, no, sis. You raised such a good point. Competitive salary. Uh, you could be paying me zero for all I know. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's wrong. It, it's just, especially in this day, this age, like it's, it's not it. People need to know what they're being paid and another thing that jars me yeah um is when they say like you know jobs for i was gonna say like people like us you know like just starting out in our careers mm-hmm. um when they ask for like five years experience yeah well, where where's the experience coming from because i was really i came out of the womb yesterday like what's going on it's so jarring and also even like mid-level careers that you could be successful at with hard work and transferable skills, they jar me too because they want someone who's worked in that industry for a long time, which narrows you into one career. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, what if I want to hop, skip and jump? I might be good at that too. <laughs> I have transferable skills. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Something that I like, I, because like my parents, they didn't do like um, uni and stuff like that. And they didn't do the traditional application process to get a job. Like, you know, like all these dumb little questions that we have to do. Um, So I was really in the dark about applying for jobs. And I just did not know about salaries, like what I should expect or anything. And I remember this was I'm embarrassed to say it because I'd never do this today. Like I I know my worth now, but I remember I was in, in an interview, I think, we're a few stages down now. I think it was just a talk with HR or something at this point. And she was like, what's your salary expectation? And I was like, this was the, du- if I could slap myself back then, like I really <laughs> would have. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, and I was like, I don't know, like 18K? 18k I was so mad at myself for even suggesting such a low number because I just I literally didn't know I was picking numbers from thin air and prior to this I've had like your normal little side jobs I've never had an annual salary I didn't know like I didn't think about this what I'm meant to get paid a year so dumb no that jars me too like what do you mean what do I expect to be paid what are you willing to pay me because if I say something too low you're just going to be like oh we'll pay her that yeah exactly lucky I was really lucky for that one they um offered me 23 which is another discussion if we think that's good enough or not Mm -hmm. but like oh my god what a dumb dumb little girl I was (laughs) (laughs) no man I respect it you were like it's cool it's my first job I just want the experience (laughs) because we all know we need that oh honestly Um, I was thirsty for the job mate I would have done anything I can't wait to the day where you're like so far in your career, you're saying, I want 80k minimum. Otherwise, I'm not coming. Like, do you know what you can? <laughs> yeah, 80k with benefits. Trust me. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, another big thing about like job posts and stuff, I feel like they need to put what benefits you can get and like 
What's the other stuff that's important? I'm trying to think. Like annual leave, stuff like that. Yeah. Then I'll know whether you're really competing with others. Mm -hmm. No, I'll be the judge of that competition. No, for sure. Even like what your expected hours are because it could be nine to five or it could be eight thirty to six thirty. Like it that that's a big difference in the grand scheme of things, how many hours oh. you're working. Because at least, and also are you having a half an hour lunch or an hour lunch break? Like that's important as well. I went out the other day on inspection um with a partner in my team and it got to like five o'clock and we were still measuring and stuff like that. She was like you can go like don't let me hold you up. I was like what do you mean? I've still got half an hour of my working day. She goes, oh, you finish at 5.30? I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, my working day finishes at 5. I was like, oh, yes, it's like mine's at 5.30. So I didn't deep that people in my work have different, like, working oh, hours in their contract. In your company? Yeah, 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 in my, in my company. So everyone has, like, a, I guess when you're more senior, you have a, like, personalised contract. So she finishes at 5. She is she is part-time. She only goes four days a week. Um, mm. But, Yeah. I was okay. like, I've still, I've still got half an hour left, but if you want me to go home, I mean. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> yeah. But um, in terms of salary, like, do you feel, when you first went for that first job, yeah, and you were like 18K, now you look back, do you feel like you were paid your worth? Or no? So, okay, I so I ended up getting 23K, not 18K. Even they were like, she's been, she's taken herself for idiot. Like... <laughs> um and 23k yeah I think for what I was doing no actually I'm a lion no Mm -hmm. I do not I think I deserved way more because I had a master's um and and that costs money which costs money because so now the student loan is coming out for undergrad and postgrad exactly I did um, not clock that was a thing by the way before I did my master's neither did I it was a bit of a shock when the paycheck came (laughs) same yeah but I did actually um about six months down the line because then I started like researching and actually seeing what I was doing and all of that um Mm. I did renegotiate my salary so I love that confidence yeah man I was like (laughs) um I actually sat down with the deputy CEO and I was like I just said like oh can we just have like a quick chat just about um my position in in our organization she was like cool so we met up um and I basically said to her you know I'm really passionate about this company I'm really um driven I want to go far in this company how does senior management view me in this company like how am I perceived to you guys and we had that conversation and I was like okay what can we do what sorry what can I do to like I, I really like um an increase I didn't say a, a specifically an increase in salary I said I'd like to increase my position I'd like to be in a more senior position what can I do to get there um and then after saying that I said yeah and um I'd like you know how would that be reflected in the salary so I had that discussion that. I had that discussion with my manager as well um and some good advice that someone gave me at work is she was like ask for 5k more than what you want so let's say if you want 30k ask for 35 and they'll probably settle they I mean they might go to 30 or they'll settle at 32 or something so you're actually going to end up with something more than you want but never just ask for more 
because they're always going to give you less. So just ask for way more than you actually want. Um, but yeah, then I, I got the promotion and I got a higher salary and <laughs> bitch, I recommend everyone to do it. Like, why not? Because you're not saying like, oh, you know, I'm, I deserve more. You're saying, what can I do to prove that I deserve more? I was going to say like, that is big, big moves. I'm like, I love that. Absolutely love that. And the confidence that it takes, like deputy CEO, by the way, that obviously oh, depends yeah. on the, the structure of the company, but that's mad. Um, yeah, man. I love that. And the way you phrased it, like, I'm worth more than I'm being paid right now, but cool, let me play ball. If I yeah. work a little bit harder, what are you going to give me, basically? Yeah, and you need to come that. with receipts as well. Like, look, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. this person above me is doing X, Y, Z, and a little bit more, but we're basically, we're nearly doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's fair that I get, you know, like you need to come with receipts of, you need to know what you're good at and why you deserve, like, you go, bitch, you need to deserve the promotion to begin with. Yeah, 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 please, 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 babe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be running up to everyone saying you need more money without proof. But um, and also, I think every single job right now, if you live in the UK, should be reconsidering their salaries because of the cost of living crisis anyway. So that should be in review anyways. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I agree. I love that. Like know your worth, but do your research. Check what other companies are paying. Check what's the standard for your role. Mm-hmm. Um, just come in prepared. But yeah, be, be comfortable having them chats. If you deserve more, you deserve more. Don't work your ass off for pittance. Period. Mm-hmm. so yeah this week we're all about money being money riches so <laughs> in on insta we asked um is salary the biggest factor for you when applying to a job the options were 100 cost of living crisis and all that or nah not the most important um what did you you don't know the results right no i don't know the results what would you have expected? I would expect 100%. (laughs) Seriously? Okay, cool. Mine would have been the other because I feel like mental health is such a big thing now. And if Mm, you're not enjoying the job, it's just like, I just feel like our generation is so big on being happy and enjoying what you do that I didn't think money would be the most important, but definitely up there. Anyway, the results are in. 53% said 100%. (laughs) What's <laughs> the living crisis and all that? My people. <laughs> <laughs> and then forty seven said said no, not the most important. Okay. Um yeah, we had some people like write in and share their opinions. So I'll just read out a couple to begin with. Um thanks guys. Do continue like sending in your dilemmas, opinions, because you never know who you're supporting, who's listening to this pod and might need some motivation or just to know that someone's in the same boat as them. Exactly um but yeah okay cool so one thing i've realized is super super important is working somewhere where you have a decent ceo and a good line manager in my old job i had neither i used to work in the charity sector for an organization that supports young people and whilst the work they do is meaningful the senior leadership team are the worst the old ceo was determined to make everyone's life hell Mm, those people Mm. at some point in 2021 he tried to make it mandatory for us to have our cameras on during meetings so we can show colleagues, we can show respect to our colleagues. No. <laughs> no. Okay. 
In the first team meeting we had after this new rule, I turned my camera off for less than 30 seconds and he was already messaging me, asking if everything was okay and trying to find out why my camera was off. Oh my God. I have hay fever and I just needed to sneeze in private. It's awkward <laughs> sneezing and sniffing it on camera. True, true. <laughs> yeah. Bro, there's times when I'm like, I'm mouth breathing because my nose is completely blocked. Should I be in the middle of your camera, massive, with my mouth open like, <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. And if I work from home, I want to lie in. I don't want to be doing makeup, hair, all that. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, we all fought back and he changed his mind on that very quickly. Love the teamwork. We mm. also used to work from nine till six. That's long, you know. Yeah. And we would all complain and mention in staff surveys and meetings that we'd like to go down to nine to five or even nine to five thirty. He said we should be grateful because when he first joined the organisation, it was 9 till 6.30, as if that made it better. The man was sick. Sorry, so you're just saying, yeah, we had really bad working practices before. Now we just have bad ones. Be happy uh, about it. I'm sorry. Change for the majority of that on, on most accounts is good, please. Yeah. There's a better way of working. We're even going down to four-day week and you're making people work nine to six, five days a week, please. <laughs> manifestation <laughs> um my land manager also wasn't great and never had any time for me it was only until after being there for a year that we started to have weekly one-on-ones i was left to figure shit out on my own prior to that anyways i'm free from that place now so hopefully onto bigger and better yes i know you can't make a decision on where to apply based on the ceo and who your line manager could be but that would definitely determine how long i choose to stay at a firm yeah do you know what thank yeah. you to that person for submitting that that is really interesting because I do think the CEO and the senior leader management team influence the culture a lot and whilst you can't sometimes it's difficult to see um what they're like when I was applying for jobs what I would do is I'd find people on LinkedIn that works for that company and I'd message them to ask them about oh, what wow. how it yeah like what's the company culture like what's the vibes basically <laughs> um, I never even thought of doing that yeah I mean to be like people are really gonna be like oh, absolutely awful this CEO because they really yeah, don't know yeah. like that but they they there, might screenshot and post <laughs> exactly but what I have had which kind of steered me away is like you know it is this was a public se sector job it was like it is a public sector so it is very busy like there's a lot of deadlines there's a lot of commitments and stuff like that and and then they'd caveat that by saying but blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. um but that it gives you an insight into the work culture and there's also um I think Glassdoor like people leave reviews when they I leave a job oh look on there mate that will be your best friend yeah no I think that's actually such a good shout. I never even thought about doing that. Um, although one time, yeah, I had an interview, yeah, for a job. It's, I'll be honest, it's actually the job I'm in now. And then I didn't get the job. And then I got called back to do another interview. Oh, I forgot about this, Ellie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not another interview, like an assessment center. They were like, oh, we made a mistake. Like, can you come back? And in the middle of that, I was like, raw, like, what did I do wrong? I felt like the interview went okay. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't the most clued up, but it went okay. So I messaged the guy on LinkedIn and I was like, um, can you give me some tips? Then I love him, by the way, like I really love him now. But then when I told him about it in person, when I saw him, first he said, first he said, I don't know if I should say this, but first he said he didn't see it. When he first met me, he was like, oh, sorry, I didn't see it. And then later down the line, when we got crazy, he was like, that was really unprofessional of you. 
Oh, what? <laughs> really? Yeah, he didn't respect it. He was like, don't do that. Um, so I think it depends who you get. Like, be careful who you're messaging because some people don't think that's appropriate, whereas other people will be really lovely to you. But mm. I do love him. Like, we get on really well. Appreciate oh honesty. gosh! Yeah, no. Let's take this advice with a pinch of salt, though, because I don't know. No, yeah, I was like, oh. but me personally, if you message me on LinkedIn, like we can go for a coffee, we can have a chat. Yeah, I think oh. maybe then before you actually apply, so you're just you're not you're not a person to them yet, like. Yeah, maybe it looked like I was fishing for like some insider info to get the job. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, Ooh. but yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, team culture is really important. And I think what I didn't realize, like being young and coming into the interview process was take advantage of them people on the panel in your interview. Mm-hmm. If they're stiff, if they're not really rubbing you up the right way, if you're not enjoying the interview to a certain extent, it's not gonna be the right place for you. Like, I remember in my interview, my assessment center, me and one of the ladies that was interviewing me were just talking about our nephews and our nieces and what they get up to on the weekend. I was like, do you know what? This firm, I can tell the people they're really lovely. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just need to make sure you're going to click with them um, and ask them again in the interview about their experiences. And if they're not, you can tell, even though they're not going to tell you, oh, it really doesn't bang here, don't come. If they don't have that positive, like, they're not smiling with their eyes, you know, then it's not it yeah look out for them red flags i completely agree yep um someone else also sent in like a little para they said i think having a good team is important so that you have people you can relate to and moan to as well (laughs) (laughs) when time to talk um i'm currently working in an unorganized team and it's awful i can't relate to anyone and i really just wish i had someone to talk to nag a bit um and just like have good vibes with oh i think that's quite peak yeah that oh that is you definitely need i feel like even if you had the perfect job at some point you're gonna need to blow off some steam um yeah <laughs> hence this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think you need like besties at work it's obviously no. nice to have but so long as you can have like a nice chat how was your weekend what are you getting up to you can chat about common interests like, I'll be honest, at work, when I first joined, I was a bit stiff because I was a bit nervous, you know? I was putting on a good impression on all that. Um, but the guys used to just talk about sports, skiing, rugby, football, all that jazz, golf, when I didn't know what that was. Um, and I really didn't, I didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't, yeah, whatever the word is. Um, I felt really like, oh, what do I even talk to these people about? But then I got to know them. So hopefully that's like, uh, a medium term thing yeah I think also what um kind of improved for me because I work remotely like I really meetings I was having with people were work related mm-hmm. like it was not so so I didn't have the social side at all for a long time yeah. um but then I went there was a work social and it was just drinks in like a local bar or whatever um and I think once you start like loosening up a bit not getting drunk but like you're just in a different you're in a social setting you're forced to talk about other things and like I was like oh my god these people are really nice like (laughs) um it's not everyone don't get me wrong yeah (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah yeah it's tough try and chat to like other people within your workplace and yeah try and organize social events 
they won't always work but if you can be like oh does anyone want to go for a drink and try and get to know them on a different level sometimes i do not promote drinking alcohol like we will have a whole episode on that i've got beef with it but <laughs> sometimes people loosen up after a drink in it so they might be a bit more chilled a little less stressed yeah i actually did um because i was really feel like i'm a very social person and i was really feeling at work like oh, like my team's not even in the same country as me. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have that many friends at work. Um, I spoke to HR about it, but not on a like, not on a weird thing. Like it was just like, oh, can, is there a budget to do social things in person? Um, and then they started like small, small, but they like, we we had that, the first social event, which there was like a tab. So, you know, it was free for people to go um and that really improved things so it might just be a conversation with HR like can we do some social things as a team yeah no 100% agree um and then someone else said this is the last like longish one and then we've got some little short short ones that we can discuss um I work from 7 a.m till 4 30 p.m and the job is never finished Oh, this this person's a teacher. Uh, do you know what I was about to say? Is this person a teacher? Because <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> oh dear. I chose teaching because I thought I would love it, and I really do love children. Um, but I couldn't be more wrong. Bad pay, heavy workload, and a constant sore head. When don't want to put any, off any like prospective teachers. When choosing a job, money is the way forward because even if you don't enjoy it, at least you can make yourself happy outside of work. Oh, yeah, that is difficult. I think this is one of those like grass is green on the other side kind of thing. Like if you had more money, but you didn't enjoy your job, would you be happier overall? Or if you enjoyed your job, but you had less money, would you be happier overall? Like you don't really know which way it goes. Yeah, I mean, this was bloody years ago. It must have gone up like with inflation and everything. But do you remember, was it? I've got Forbes in my head or maybe The Economist, but they did a study and it said that 50k was like the point of happiness this definitely is old like it's not gonna yes. be 50k anymore but yeah it was basically money buys happiness up until 50k and then from that point it plateaus, it just plateaus. yes yeah. i remember exactly. that no for sure because it, at, it's kind of like your essentials and then to be happy you want your luxuries like you want to be able to comfortably go out on the weekends and like do fun experiences and stuff like that no it's very interesting yeah, I think you need to reflect, like, or try and reflect what other people are doing. If you feel like you're working mad overtime and other people aren't putting in as much effort, whilst it may hurt your pride, stop putting in as much effort. Agreed. Because you're not, if they're doing it too, you're not going to reflect badly. Like, just try and manage your time so that you're not working them crazy hours all day, every day. Use, like, older resources and stuff like that. Um, but again, this, this depends on whether you have a good supportive team. Yeah, I feel like it's quite difficult in the public sector because I think with us, where um we'll have busy periods. So it's like, okay, I know I need to work a bit of overtime now because we need to get this report out ASAP. Um, but I feel like in the public se- sector, like even with like nursing and teaching and stuff like that, it's busy all the time. Like you're and it's always, always under resourced. It and it's always under resourced, underfunded, and all of that. So it's it must be quite disheartening but then I think because that is the nature of it you need to find a way to adapt to that so you can survive because otherwise how is that sustainable no it's absolutely mad like I don't know how people do it um I think yeah make yourself happy outside of it buy yourself some nice clothes 
go out on the weekend but even like doing free things um like when i in the beginning of jam when i first wanted to start like exercising improving the way i felt mentally physically i started doing walks when i got home from work and i'm not gonna lie it's a little bit it's a little bit scary in the winter because it's dark mm. but if you can find someone to go with um or like take a main road or something like that it honestly does help and it makes you feel like you have something else about you and it's free like museums are free and stuff like that so yeah it's free stuff basically yeah for sure and do you know what at least at the heart of it this person loves children and the mission of why they're teaching is still there and I think if the core is still there then you can you can carry on but when it's like everything like I hate everything about it like what is the point then that must be a whole different kettle of fish you need a sabbatical at that point (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then rethink um but yeah that's that's a bit techie so a couple more responses were the package including salary which we've discussed travel allowance yep um accommodation allowance and leave benefits hold on a minute what's travel allowance i guess like is your travel that you're forced to do being expensed oh but that's really rare is that ever expensed well i mean if i travel like for work not to and from work but if i travel for work i've i'm paid back for that like that doesn't come out my own pocket Oh, okay. Yeah, like if you have to go for a business meeting in Liverpool, whatever, yeah. they'll pay for your train ticket. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's important, especially in like property. Um, we have like to, to succeed, I feel, you have to build a good network. And if you don't have the funding to do that, you don't have a firm that's going to support you and expense like a cheeky coffee here or a, a drink or a lunch, um, then yeah, I feel like that's kind of tough. So I agree with like... Um, allowances and stuff I think that's important mm-hmm. and yeah salary leave benefits 100% because some mm-hmm. some places are, if you stay there for a long time like if you're loyal they'll up your leave and they'll treat their loyal employees right but other places would be like you work 25 days that's it for the rest of your life yeah so, that's true I think isn't like some companies do like oh and after two years you'll get an extra day on your leave or whatever and stuff like that yeah I think that's yeah. a great incentive for sure yeah, and it's nice when you have people who have been in the company for a really long time because they actually enjoy it and they love what they do. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one was location and salary. Mm. I feel like location is important. One, because I don't want to disrespect other places, but I just feel like I love London. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to work in London. Don't offer me a job in some next place where I have to like use a car to travel to oh, and stuff like that. I was literally in this position. I was oh, offered so a job far. in next place. <laughs> no, I, I, remember. I remember. Oh, this was so stressful. I was offered a job in Doncaster. So if you don't know where that is, it's right up in the north. And oh, I was just... <laughs> and um, for that, they required me to travel, to drive which I can drive, but I would need a car as well. So that was an, an, another expense that I had to think about. Yeah. Um, no, it's so funny. I was really considering this job. Imagine if I took that, how different life would be. You know, when we were applying for jobs, times were tough. Like, times were tough. <laughs> boy, we, we graduated during COVID. Like, 
Nah, it felt like there was hardly anything out there. Every everywhere that I was applying to was cutting the amount of people they were taking. It was mad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, location is important in terms of commute as well. Mm -hmm. Like, even for me, living in London and commuting in London takes me an hour. Yeah. So I'm not moving any further. That's two hours of my day gone already. Imagine if it was any more. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's people that um um quite a lot of people actually bought houses outside of London and then because there's a straight train to Paddington or Waterloo or whatever they commute in and it's like an hour and a half but the money that they save and the the size house that they can buy because they're not in London is so different that for them it's worth it but that's exhausting I feel like that's that's things that parents do because parents know how to sacrifice <laughs> yeah definitely and you want to like you want to bring up your kids somewhere that you know they're going to have like a good education, green space to play in. Mm -hmm. um, and London is so expensive. You need to have more disposable income when you become a parent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. If you can, if you can balance like the commute, the money that you're saving by moving further out with like the time you're spending on the train or whatever, then fine. Um, but train tickets are also pricey and they're increasing loads. Yeah. One of my colleagues pays £50 a day. Oh, hell no. From somewhere in Kent, I was like, what? No, do you know what? So I was always like, why the hell are trains so expensive? Like, why mm. would I get a train to Paris if I can get a quick £20 flight? Like, emissions-wise, if we're looking at emissions, right, and you want to be yeah. more environmentally conscious. And it's because train companies, like, how do you compete? You're, there's one train track. Like you can't, so you can put your price whatever you want because I'm not going to choose you. I'm not going to choose someone else over you because someone else doesn't travel there. Whereas with airplanes, there's millions of airplane companies. So then they can be more competitive with their pricing. I never knew that. I know, it blew my mind as well. And I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. But that's where like governments need to step in because why I'd happily get a train somewhere but if it's so expensive, of course I'm going to fly. Wait, trains are even more convenient. The airport, getting through security, mm -hmm. waiting, loading, loading, boarding the plane. Yeah, loading the plane. <laughs> loading the plane, boarding the plane. All of that is so long. Yeah, very long. But yeah, trains are mad expensive. Um, someone else said, having, which I feel like we've touched on, but having a friendly team, a good manager who appreciates your efforts and someone, somewhere you can learn and better yourself. Now, this one is important mm. because I was deciding between a grad scheme and then just a job with no grad scheme. And I feel like grad schemes are designed to make you learn certain skills and elevate yourself. Whereas if you just go into a role, that might not be the case. So I think that's so important. That's something you should definitely ask in the interview. If if that's something that's important to you, like you're ambitious and you want to to go further, like you know this isn't the be all end all, then you have to ask that in interviews. It's so important. Yeah, that's definitely a good interview question. Um, yeah. And I agree. Like grad schemes, de depending on where you go, but mine personally, like we're really we really are babysat. We're given really good training. We're supported by those around us. Um, and I just feel like that's so important. And sometimes they can fast track you for oh. your career because you're like, they have a, a program set out for you, right? So you know how many years it should take you to get to each step. But right. um, yeah, I think that's really important. And you need to ask, in my interview, actually, someone was really honest in one of my interviews. 
And they were like, my team personally is quite top heavy because I asked that question. Mm. And they were like, so career progression, like when you get to a certain point, it will be hard for you to push further, which I really respected. Oh, that is amazing. I love that they were honest about that. Yeah. So if a team is top heavy, that's something you need to think. Obviously, it's going to take you a while to get to the top. But like, it's something to think about. No, for sure. And I think it's really good to be transparent in interviews because what will happen instead is people will start working there, realize there's no career progression and leave. And that's actually just so much more costly for you to then interview new people and all of that stuff. And it doesn't reflect well with people constantly leaving. No. Um, Another one was seeing real life people. I am so, so done with remote working. Oh, this person's my enemy. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. You know what? I feel like it really is a love-hate relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. I get it. Like, if I was working from home five days a week, genuinely, I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I would not get, no, 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 let me not say this. I would not get a lot of work done. I'd get a decent amount done. Um, And also, I'm in, oh, no. I wouldn't get my steps in. Because you just sit at your desk. I just pick on that food. I'm like, mm, what can I have? I don't know. Oh, no, that, that is facts. There's some days, yeah, when I work from home, I do, like, no, actually, that, that was a day where I was hungover. There was a day where I was hungover, I did 50 steps. Wow. 50 steps, Maggie, all day. 50, 5 Madness. Um, and on an average, like, Friday, I do about 500, which is so bad. So what's a good amount of steps? Because I don't track my 10, steps. 10,000. 10,000 a day you're meant to do. What? Yes, I did 50. 10,000. I must do, I must average on, like, 50 a day. That's actually so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's something I've, I've, I don't know if this is healthy, but it's something like I thought a lot about this year is my steps and just moving. I'm like, I don't want my body to give up on me. I just need to move it. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the days I go to work, I'll hit 10,000 so easily. I don't even need to put an effort. The mm-hmm. days I work from home, I have to proper like Ellie, get up, move, do something. Damn. Yeah, and even what you said earlier about the social life, it's harder to make connections. It's harder to button on calls and, and put yourself out there yeah it's true yeah and everyone says at work if you have the opportunity to work from home or go into the office like when you can please go into the office because god forbid but if they're making cuts it's not going to be the people in front of them so long as they're working yeah it's going to be the people they don't even remember because they've not seen you in weeks but i promise they're not going to forget me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean if you're good at what you do then it's different isn't it but if you're just an average joe Mm -hmm. then show face oh another one is the role itself so I cannot be sat at a desk all day. So something where I had the opportunity to be out and about. Mm, yes. Yeah, I think that's that's like definitely something to consider because me personally, I don't have a short attention span, but I definitely need to move around. Like if I have the opportunity to go out on inspection, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Um, or yeah, the opportunity to go out and have, meet someone for a coffee, get up from my desk. I like it. It's nice to have that variety yeah no that that's a very you have to enjoy the role if you're in a position where you're you know you can choose what job you're doing you have to look at the day-to-day like what does the day-to-day look like because if you're someone that cannot sit at a desk from nine till five and that's gonna make you miserable reconsider yeah especially in winter when you're sitting at that desk nine to five you get in a stark you leave a stark yeah you need to look you need to think about that random wednesday 
in a random month like where it's there's raining. nothing it's raining there's nothing exciting going on in your life you need to think about that are you still gonna be okay in that job mm. devil's advocate someone said ooh and defo remote working it's 2023 for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think people are definitely looking more i know a lot of my friends anyways when applying for jobs they're looking for hybrid like can yes. Do I can I at least have the option if I have a parcel coming or if I have a dentist appointment? Like, are you flexible about that? So yeah. I do think that's important. I agree. Flexibility popped up as well in terms of some places let you like work an hour later and finish an hour later, or work an hour earlier, finish an hour earlier. So long as you have like your core hours mm-hmm. where you're contactable, I quite like that. Like if you have kids or you have other responsibilities, like you're a carer and stuff like that, I think it's good that you can switch around your nine to five to suit you. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's amazing. Um, Just a couple more. But someone said sense of purpose, fulfillment, satisfaction, and hopefully enjoyment, lol. <laughs> the other day I was at the salon mm-hmm. and I met this, there was a girl next to me and she works for a big fashion brand. And what she was saying, it's like she was asking me what I do. And then um, we were having that discussion and she was like, yeah like my job's so difficult I work long long hours like I'm so miserable like I need to find something something else and she was like um like it's so nice that you're doing a job that you're actually passionate about that's doing like good for the world and so I think that's like I mean it depends on the person like some people we're really they don't care they'll put that to sleep as soon as they leave the door but if that's something that's important to you then I think it will start eating up at you when you're having to work hard because at the end of the day any job you're gonna have to work hard at some point you you need to do something that you're like I'm working hard but there's a reason yeah no 110% you need to feel fulfilled from Mm -hmm. your job um and yeah if if you're passionate about it and stuff that's super important if you're not and you don't care, then good for you. That's pretty impressive. They used to, um, gosh, I feel like I attended a lot of career talks when I was younger. Now, <laughs> that, now that we talk about it all the time. But um, I always remember this guy said, the leader, he was like, with your job, it's A, B, C, D. So mm-hmm. step A, get a job. Do You just oh, need a job. You need to get experience. You need money. Just get a job, whatever job. Step B get a better job so something that you it's a little bit better and then step c is your career job okay like which job are you really gonna give it your all like you're gonna put years like it's it's really the field you want to be in and then step d dream job i love that yeah i've never heard that before i absolutely love that long thing though but (laughs) he was saying like that's how it panned out for him and like so you just I think a lot of us because of social media and stuff you just look like oh my god I want to be doing bits right now but there's a step like you're not gonna you might you maybe will but you might not get your dream straight away yeah no it's true The, the way life is right now you feel like you need to have everything together at such a young age but realistically that ain't it and it is a process and you might not find your dream career. We've had this discussion before. Like it might not be your first, your first job might not be your forever job. So just mm-hmm. keep pushing, try something new. At least you're on that career ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, I think this is the last, if not penultimate one, um, but diversity. I like to see someone like me in some aspects, be it personality, looks, background, um, um, like, as a partner at the top 
to help me visualize that there is a that there is a space for me to go in the future basically that's what that person said that's a fantastic answer that's a really good point no it's so real and it really can take a toll on you like if you don't feel like you fit in they they talk about it all the time it's like actually yeah not just diversity diversity but inclusion like you have diversity you can have a workforce that's diverse there's lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds but if you don't feel like you belong and mm. there's no inclusion it's got to take a toll on you it's not easy like it's not easy being around people that you don't have anything in common with or they don't understand like your culture or your background and stuff like that yeah. um 100% and i feel like it's even more pressing for people like us who did grow up in very in in schools which were very diverse and you were seen in your classroom and you know that's what you're used to you're used to that environment of feeling inclusive and now you're trying to push through these barriers and you know climb up the social ladder and all of that and maybe all of a sudden your surroundings don't look like that anymore and that can be yeah. really disheartening so I think it's great if you do find a company that reflects the world that you see and the world that you live in yeah it's actually really nice at work because I feel like I've made friends I'm not gonna lie it's very easy for you to like I don't know if you're the same but actually you have such a full range of friends but it was very easy for me to navigate towards like Londoners people who spoke like me because sometimes especially when I'm drunk like my my accent sounds very cockney and people like what on earth are you saying um (laughs) You guys used to say at uni, like if I'd been home, I'd lose all the H's or the, like I would yeah. like I'd lose yeah. stuff from my words. Yeah. Um, And people can say stuff and like not be that nice. So I tend to gravitate towards people that, yeah, speak like me, same background. But actually now that I've joined a workplace where people are different, I have more of a broad variety of friends and I've got to know different perspectives. And I think it really does help you develop as a person. 100% your experience is not the world's experience like people oh, no. have a very different lived experience and it's so important to be aware of that mm-hmm. yeah. and I think also working in like a male-dominated industry it, I, I definitely like it hasn't held me back at the moment like people are so welcoming they're so lovely and it is definitely something the industry is working to change um actively but when I was in my first team there wasn't like a woman in that team at all um but most importantly like a partner with kids and stuff like that so because it's a really social career sometimes I would sit there and I'd be like if I did have kids obviously not for a while but I don't know will I be good at this will I be able to to like multitask having a child and a career mm-hmm. yeah I, I think now so, like I can see I need to just slow down and not think so far ahead but it is hard when you can't see someone like you at the top. You can't envisage, oh, this word again. <laughs> what, what your future will look like or whether there's a place for you. Oh, no, that's a really good yeah. point that you bring up because my company is actually, it's the complete opposite. It's very female dominated. The CEO is a man, but I mean, there's the percentage of the workforce is mostly women. Um, and I've I'm seeing women that are given birth and like they're holding their babies in a team meeting because and... like the, it's when it's a team meeting like you're listening and you might not be actively speaking but that's so important for younger people to see that uh, yeah this is possible and you know this company values your life outside of this organization as well if that doesn't exist in your company how do you it's kind of nerve-wracking if you, you know, if you do fall pregnant and you know that you want kids, 
I don't know how this company is going to react. Like, I don't really know what their culture is around this. So I think seeing representation of all sorts, whether that's religious, you know, are they accepting towards that cultural yeah. or gender, anything, um, sexualities, even all of that is so important. Yeah, that's a big one as well. Yeah, they're also important, um, without a doubt. I think that is a lovely note to end on. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Grown Ups, the podcast. If you have any stories, dilemmas, or just want to say a quick hello, drop us a DM at Grown Ups, the podcast. Or send your email to grownupsthepodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.